I'm uh, Normand Champigny. I'm the uh, Chief Executive Officer of Quebec Precious Metals. It's a pleasure to meet you today. Uh, Normand, good to meet you. Um, for the sake of the viewer, could you just give a quick background to uh, Quebec Precious Metals, please? So we're a Quebec-based company focusing on finding the next gold mine in the uh, highly promising and prolific region of James Bay. Uh, we have the support of the largest gold producer in the world, Newmont, the largest pension fund here in Quebec and other shareholders to do that. Our goal is to identify at least 2 million ounces in that region and have a company come and develop that project for us after that. Great. Thank you. And um, you've, you've got a very varied background and you work very closely with uh, Jean-François Meilleur, who's, uh, I think, he's the president of the company. Um, he was the ex-CEO um, until two or three years ago. How did you meet the company and how did you come to work with it? And, and what was the decision um, process behind you becoming the CEO? In 2017, I was running another company that had a gold project in the James Bay region. And I met Jean-Francois, who was running a company called Canada Strategic Metals at that time. And also, I knew that uh, his company was in joint venture on a their flagship project, Sekemi, with another company. And we thought it was very important that uh, we have 100% ownership of the flagship project, Sekemi. The best way to do that was to merge the two publicly company, two publicly trading companies, plus projects uh, from the company I was running and other in the region to create a new company. So we developed that concept. We went to talk to Gold Corp at that time to support a transaction. They said, yes. And in June of 2018, the company was officially created. And I was appointed as CEO, Jean-Francois as the president. We've appointed board members. And since that time, we've been uh, working uh, on the flagship project in the region uh, to, advance, uh, to advance the company. When I, when I look at the share price chart of QPM, it goes back a long time. And I also... Um, you've done rather amazingly. You've sold assets, um, almost $13 million Canadian worth of assets. Did those assets go back through the history of QPM or was that something that you brought in with the merger? Well, one of the public company, uh, Matemic, had a number of what we call non-core assets, which were not gold, not James Bay. Uh, so since the creation of the company, we've been selling those non-core assets to have funds that we were you know, used for our exploration and running the company. So we had had good success over time in selling those non-core assets. And uh, we're down to uh, one non-core asset that remains to be sold. And we expect to sell it in the next few months. Through that sale process and the cash payments, the installation, uh, you know, the in, in installments, um, will you be getting additional funds from that sale process of historic elements in the course of next year that you can see? But we uh, have yet to close the uh, sale of the Kipawa Rare project. That should be coming in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a 50% interest in a gold project called Madison in Ontario, uh, near a gold mine that is operated by Newmont. And we expect that to close, uh, I would say, early next year. So those and funds will be used for the company for its exploration. And those will bo both, both of those deals, should they close, will bring in uh cash correct can you can you give me an air quantum is, is it public knowledge yet well the, what we announced for for kipawa uh is a total of eight million dollars over five years of which 2.5 uh, 
is at closing, and yep. then another 2.5 in a year from now, and then $1 million over three following years. For Matheson, we would expect in the order of half a million dollars, so or 50% interest. So potentially, I mean, you've got three and a half million in, the, in cash at the moment. Is that is that right? Um, and then you could potentially yeah, get another. Th- yeah, that's right. That's two and another another three. So three and a half plus three, and that will cover you through your drilling. Um, you're you're doing a winter drilling program of ten thousand meters at the moment. Is that right? That will cover that program plus all we need to do next year. Okay, good. Can you tell me a bit about the relationship with Newmont? Because I see that they are a what a twelve point um, twelve point eight percent shareholder. I just wonder what that dialogue is. You know, are they passive? Uh, do, you, do they share information? Are they interested in what you're doing? You know, can you give me a bit of color on that relationship, please? So I had a creation of a company at that time, Gold Corp. I've agreed that uh, as the anchor investor in the company, they have shareholder rights and they have three of them. One is the right to have a technical committee. And we have a technical committee with them that meets every three months to review what we've done and help plan what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it consists of technical people of Newmont, and that's very helpful. They've been also uh, uh, looking at our information, having in-house experts provide some advice. The second right they have is that if we, if we do a financing, they have the right to match, and they've, done, they've used that right in the past. And if we create a royalty, they have also a first right of refusal on buying such royalty that is created. So the relationship is very good. Uh, they are actively engaged with us. But at the same time, we are a company with its own board, its own decision-making process and you know, program. And for my benefit, can you tell me a little bit about the Eleanor mine um, that they, they're operating in the area, just in terms of its maturity and how much... How you know wh- where it is? A little bit of color on that as well would be great. So the Eleanor mine uh, was discovered back in 2004 by a company called Virginia. It was sold uh, to Gold Corp uh, without a resource estimate in the public domain for 500 million dollars. Hmm. Uh, Gold Corp then came and developed it, and it been operating. The mine has been in operation since 2014, and they keep doing exploration at the mine and around the mine since that time as well to find more. So it's, it's, a, it's a large mine. It's one of the largest underground mines in Eastern Canada. Uh, it's a very modern mine. Obviously, it's been in production only for a few years and uh, you know, it still has a lot of potential. They've had some issues with the amount of uh, ore they have been able to send to the mill, but they, they keep working hard to make it uh, a very good mine. And they've got a decent-sized mill, and is it the problem that they'd, they've got to keep up with the development and the exploration to get the, the tons to the mill? Is that the, the challenge? That's correct. That's the challenge. Yeah, that's the challenge they've had from essentially the start. And is it uh, how, roughly how many th- thousands of ounces does it produce a year? Do you know? Well, it depends which year, uh, but no, 250,000 to 300,000 ounces oh. per year. Okay. Okay. And it's, um, are, are you looking for a, a lookalike deposit to that? I yes, mean, we are. Yeah, we're looking for it under Illinois. We're looking to find the next Illinois in the area. That's where we're looking for. Okay. And we're looking for, by following a geological contact where the mine is located between two geological sub-provinces. That's how the mine was found. Yeah. Uh, we have a very good land position. We've got a, a thousand square kilometers approximately close to or along that contact. 
exists where you find gold. So we're looking to do the same thing to find another another Illinois. And and like 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 Virginia did, uh, sell it to a developer. What's the let's say you're in the mine what are you looking at I mean, is it 10 meters wide is it two meters wide is it 40 grams a ton is it five grams a ton can you just describe kind of the the, the style of the ore body and you know is it structurally controlled is it steep dipping steeply dipping plunging shoots you know what is what does an Eleanor ore body look like it looks like a, a low grade to high grade uh, horizon that has been uh, folded, metamorphosed quite a bit uh, because of the uh, metamorphic grade in the area. Uh, and at the mine, they sometimes you have shoots uh, or you have horizons or a combination. Where we are at Sekemi, it's primarily in horizon, a well-defined horizon, which can go from 10 meters up to 100 meters, uh, very silicified, very hard rock with a little bit of uh, sulfides, pyrite, arsenopyrite. And that's recognizable in drill core. And that's where we're at. And when you say 10 meters to 100 meters in thickness or in, in, in these plunging shapes? In, thick, in, in thickness. In thickness. And intersected by drill holes. And we grading. Need, you degrade, degraded, your great thickness. If you plot that, you can see some shoots. You can see some preferential plunging. Uh, but uh, 10 to 100 meters are thickness. And the gray would vary from a few grams up to over 10 meters sometime, seven, eight grams. Okay. And these are these typically, it, it, do, you, do you happen to know what the cutoff grade is at Illinois? Is it three grams a ton? Is it four grams a ton? Uh, they're, they're running around six grams and their cutoff is typically around two, two and a half grams. Okay. This is for an underground mine. In our situation, we're looking for an open pit situation and the cutoff would be around 0 0.3 for open pit. Okay, good. So at Sakami, you've been working on the La Pointe zone, and you drilled, you did a big summer program, as I understand it, and you haven't got the assays back yet from those, from those summer drill holes. Yeah, the, the program this year was divided into two parts. Uh, we have the La Pointe deposit where quite a bit of drilling has been done, and we focus our drilling in the summer to expand that. But what's really exciting is the La Pointe extension, which was discovered in 2020. And we've got approximately 30 holes into that. And we're currently drilling to extend that um, and test it at depth as well. Um, we started in early, early November and we'll be finished early next year, that 10,000 meter program. And in some of your earlier materials this year, yeah, earlier this year, you were talking about doing a mineral resource estimate by the end of this year. Has that changed because of what you found at um, um, the extension point extension? Or are you still aiming for a resource kind of estimate on what you've discovered so far? Well, we are uh, uh, updating our 3D model and we have two uh, firms helping us with an internal estimate based on drilling as of the end of uh, the summer. Uh, and then we'll add to that the winter drilling, but uh, we are progressing internally our resource estimate with the help of these external consultants. And doing such modeling also helps us to direct the drilling program that we are currently doing. So our goal is by the end of the year, by the end of the year, we'll have definitely some internal resource estimate. And then we'll decide when and if we disclose it. We don't have to, but we certainly are 
in that process. At the end of this year, you'd have a kind of a, a, a understanding of where you've got to so far in your kind of in your mineralized envelope with grades and tons. Absolutely. And then you've got the choice of expanding that mineralized envelope or um, the, the calculation to include the assays coming through uh, from the winter drilling program. That's correct. We have that option. And you said that you can see the mineralization in core. It's um, pyrite, isinopyrite, silicification. Is, is there a clear boundary to the edges of the mineralized zones? What, what is, what's, the, what's the change that you see? So you're, you've got a, a, a drill hole through country rock. And then mm-hmm. when, do you, when do you know that you're in the good bits? So uh, the country rock is a, depending where, which direction you drill from, but typically it's metavolcanic rock, uh, which intrusive rock, and then you get into the contact area, which has the sedimentary rock, in metamorphic terms called a paranise. It's highly silicified. So the degree of silicification with the presence of pyrite and arsenic pyrite will indicate you that you are in a mineralized zone. Every time you see a bit of arsenic pyrite, typically you know that you are in a mineralized, mineralized zone. And that's also apparent on surface. When we do cell geochem, there's a good correlation between gold and arsenic. That helps. Uh, at the same time, we also have uh, done geophysics, uh, induced polarization surveys, which also indicate that we have uh, zones that are well-defined and characterized by the presence of, of sulfide in, the, in a, a fairly wide zone that is silicified. So uh, yes, yes, and to answer your question, in drill core, yes, we can easily identify where you are in the mineralized zone. We don't know what a grade is, obviously, but we know we, that you are in a mineralized zone. And does the silicification go wider than the, is, is the, is the silicification tight around the sulfides or is, it, is there a wider silicified zone? No, it's typically the, the highly, highly silicious zone is the mineralized zone. It doesn't right. extend behind that. The contacts are pretty sharp. And what's, what signal does it give you on the IP? Because, you know, if you've got a silicified zone, it's, resi- it's resistive. And if you've got the sulfides, it's conductive. So um, I, if I was a rock, I'd be a little bit confused. Yeah, but you know, the sulfides, uh, you get more sulfides in the um, yeah. mineralized zone and it's highly silicified. So you get, you get a good response. You get a good, good response. And you can trace that response uh, for kilometers from the IP surveys that we do on surface. And now that you've got your eye in or your team has got the eye in on drilling these things, how typically how far do you drill beyond the, um, into the sedimentary package once you're up? L- let's say you go through the right. volcanics contact zone with mineralization and then into the sedimentary package. How far do you typically go now um, before you think, okay, we're out of this, we'll save some money and stop the hole? Uh, we can go uh, sometime uh, Hundred meters or two hundred meters. We have learned that uh, also uh, there are some mineralization. It's early days that is contained in intrusive rocks. That's been found elsewhere in the James Bay area and some of the other projects. So we're testing that. And so we don't want to discard it. Uh, so we uh, we will go past the, uh, the mineral zone to make sure we don't miss anything. Um, but we, as I say, we can predict where it is typically. And we're able to uh, you know, see it well on drill core. We do analyze the entire core, um, and we do that for a multi-element that helps also in our modeling. And is there a, a kind of a linear relationship, rough linear relationship between you know, the content of arsenopyrite, the amount of arsenopyrite, and the grade? So, for example, you haven't got your 
Um, you haven't got all of your assays back from uh, your summer drilling, but can you say, oh, these holes have got more arsenic apparent and we expect these holes to be higher grade than those ones? With the, typically, the higher arsenic apparent, the higher gold. It's not a direct correlation, but uh, in general terms, it's a very good correlation. Yeah. At the point extension, we also observed that uh, the arsenic apparent tends to be coarser and we've had more, and that seems to correlate well with the amount of gold that we get. And can you give me just kind of an indication of uh, strike lengths and depths that you've drilled both at point and at point extension? So La Pointe is about 950 meters strike extension, depth to 600 meters. At La Pointe extension, we've got, uh, we believe, a total zone defined so far because we believe in the next IP survey result will show that we've got 3.5 kilometers and depth of uh, 400 meters. And average thickness? Roughly, average I'm not... Thickness, yeah, let, 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 let's call it 20 meters at uh, La Pointe, and let, let's call it about uh, 50 meters at La Pointe extension. Okay, so you could just, just kind of think off the top of my head, you wouldn't go down 600 meters in an open pit on a 20 meter... Um, uh, no. On a 20... No, so there'd be some crossover point uh, either... Yeah. It, but the with a 50 meter thickness, you could go down several hundred meters on the on an open pit, particularly if the grades are higher. Exactly. No, you can. And that's why we're focusing most of our drilling on La Pointe extension to really better understand the open pit potential of the deposit. And uh, w with the coarser grain up cinopyrite relative to La Pointe, are you seeing more uh, higher grades in the extension to in um, we have, the original? So far, we have seen. Which is something we so far, so far we've seen higher grades, and we're as we speak today, uh, November 29th, we are uh, you know, focusing on that area where we see more you know, pyrite and better grades and greater thicknesses at depth. Okay, interesting. How do you typically report your ongoing drilling? Do you batch things up into kind of numbers of holes, or do you wait until a drilling program? Yes, we, we do. We do. Yeah, we don't really do that, and we do that for for a, a season. So it could be summer, it could be winter. Uh, if we have results that are really uh, out of the ordinary, then we may release some holes separately. The big issue we've had here in, in Quebec uh, is that the lab has been uh, really busy uh, and been slower in delivering results, so it has slowed down the exploration as a result. And part of that is related to the fact that they had lots of samples sent to them by various companies, various projects. Also, they have had to implement COVID protocols. They've had issues recruiting people. And they had to train them. They had to bring them from elsewhere. So the backlog has been up to eight weeks lately. So that has really uh, has not helped us in getting uh, timely results. How's, how's COVID affected the Cree community? Has that been a um, particularly traumatic interaction? Well, they've been very prudent in their approach. Uh, in Quebec in 2020, exploration was uh, shut down for five weeks. Then it was restarted uh, with uh, the submission of protocols to the Korea Regional Authority. So to ensure that everyone is going to be safe uh, while started to work in the area, including doing exploration. Um, they uh, mandate testing, obviously. They also basically minimize any contact between uh, the communities, the Cree communities, and people uh, working at projects. That's changing now. Uh, 
but they've, they've been very successful in, uh, in with uh, containing COVID, uh, the closest community where we are, Womenji, until recently had no reported cases and everyone has been safe, but uh, they continue to be very careful in, uh, in their approach with COVID. Is there not um, a lot of local employment through the mineral exploration industry? Is that not a key part of the economy there? Uh, well, exploration in the mine itself. There is also Hydro-Quebec. Hydro-Quebec operates some large hydro dams there. They've been operating those since the 1970s. So, and the, uh, the, the maintenance of the roads in the area is uh, also a key activity. There is also tourism, uh, not so much during the pandemic, but uh, that's also an increasing source of revenue. But exploration is, is important uh, for the area and plus the mining activity. And they've had three agreements signed with the province of Quebec One that goes back with uh, the construction of those hydro dams in the 1970s. And they had two more, the last one was in 2020. And those agreements have been designed to foster economic development and the career benefits as a region. So they have become a semi-autonomous government mm. uh, with Cree and non-Cree uh, working together to make this uh, this regional government to operate well. And does that mean that you, you've got uh, the ability to have low-cost power, clean yes, energy? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Power is, is cheap in Quebec, one of the cheapest in the world. Uh, and so you have a availability of good power and, and good infrastructure. You can work 12 months of the year in the area. Fantastic. Azimut in the area as well, aren't they? Um, someone was talking to me the other day about the potential, you know, the James Bay area as hosting some tier one assets or potential tier one assets. Um, you've mentioned Eleanor, but is, is Azimut, what, what's the name of their asset? And is, is that kind of a staging El, post? El, El, Elmer and the Patwan prospect is what Azimut has discovered in early 2020. And that they've got some very good drill results and they've been drilling hard since then. Again, highlights the potential of high quality assets in James Bay. We have a project called Elmer East, just east of it, where we had been working on prior to that discovery. Um, and we've added to our, to our land position there. We've been doing some work, if you look at our disclosure. And we came up with our own discoveries there on surface, uh, yet to be drilled. Uh, one called uh, Lloyd and the other one called George Kish, which are named in honor of local Cree people. And uh, we expect uh, next year we're going to be doing some work to that whole area, which is south of Sakemi and west of west southwest of the mine, uh, is also highly prospective and uh, uh, is very promising. Yeah, I saw. I mean, some of the grades there were spectacular. Um, the the surface expression looked relatively compact. I could see it was kind of about twenty meters wide, but about kind of eighty meters long. But some superb grades, and obviously something to follow up on. But you're, you're saying that, will you come to that in the summer of next year? We hope to be there next year. Yeah, we're, we're going to be uh, finalizing our interpretation of our program this year with it at El Maurice, and next year we should be in a position to uh, do drill. Okay. But really what you're effectively saying is that the focus for the next six months in terms where the drills are turning is, is La Pointe um, extension. That's correct. That's that's really where the focus. And I know you can't say what the grade is going to be, but what do you what would you 
what kind of range is it going to be in from what you can, the evidence that you've got in terms of the, let's say you've hit 50 meters of average thickness. What's the kind of a, what's a, the average grade, not a strict average, but you could say, oh, it's one gram or two grams or two and a half yeah. grams. Between one and one and a half grams is what we're shooting for, for okay. opening the resource at the point extension. And have you done any petrographic work on it? Have you done any kind of indication of... So we have done that, plus we're doing meteorological testing. Results should be disclosed, hopefully, before the end of the year. The petrographic work has been done so that we have finally decimated the free goal. We also have some gold that's attached to our pyrite, not included, but attached to it. Uh, and the early result we got from the meteorological recovery is done by two consultants that we're working with show recoveries, which are 90, 95%. So that's all very encouraging. Again, we'll be fully disclosed when we have all that work completed. And does Eleanor have a, um, a, an association with Arsenopyrite and the gold as well? It, it does. Yeah. And in the region, that, that association is, is uh, occurring in many places. And how do they process it. Do they end up with a, um, a, an Astina pyrite gold-rich concentrate that they send to a, a smelter? No, or No, they, they, they produce the final dory bars on site. The, the arsenal pyrite is segregated from the gold. Right. Okay. And then it's handled separately. That's correct. No roasters? No. No. <laughs> and no bioleach? No. I mean, we're, we've been uh, testing heat bleaching. Uh, it has been done in Nordic region, so we've been doing some testing on that. And um, it, it remains a possibility, especially if you run an uh, operation. Uh, so uh, that option remains to be explored further uh, in the future. Great. Thank you. Is there anything that I haven't covered that you've, you want to get off your chest? Is there something, something you need to tell me? <laughs> well, we... <laughs> We've been, I think, quite successful at expanding uh, the uh, project at Sekemi from La Pointe to La Pointe Extension. Uh, we think we've got some very encouraging results. We believe we're going to get to our target of two million ounces, uh, and uh, and there's a lot more to be found. We had a twenty, we have a twenty-three kilometer contact, favorable contact, and we've, we've explored about six kilometers of it so far. So lots of promise in this region and a great region to work in. And how much of that, when you say you've explored only six kilometers, has the drilling extended for six kilometers? Have you got IP over the 23 kilometers? Have you got soil geochemistry over well, the 23 we've got, kilometers? We've, got, we've, done not, we've done some IP and some soils and, and obviously quite a bit of prospecting over 23 kilometers. But some areas are covered by water. Some areas are uh, swampy, difficult to do these surveys. Uh, so there's, there are areas that still remains untested. Some drilling has been done on a couple prospects along the, uh, the trend, along the contact, uh, with some good results, some high-grade values. So there's still a lot to do. There's still a lot to do uh, on the project. Great. Well, for the, if for the time being, we'll keep an eye on the, on the drill results coming out of La Pointe um, extension and uh, look forward to hearing how the summer exploration plans go for uh, Elma. That also sounds uh, really interesting. Very good. Uh, Norman, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. I will look forward to keeping in contact with the company and seeing how you get on. Thank you for your time today. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you again. Great. Take care.